0: To our podcast, my name is Amelia.
1: My name is Sherek, and this is Amelia. And
0: Sherek, what are you doing?
1: The podcast that has already ruined twenty twenty three because we accidentally washed our hands with lotion. <laughs> next year's gonna be our year. This one's already done.
0: Yep. 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 <laughs> See you next year. year. <laughs> yeah, da, da, da. <laughs> Oh man! Yep, we're back. Hope you I hope had you a nice missed us. break, and hopefully, enjoyed our short clip episode to celebrate the end of another year. And
1: shout out uh, to JM.
0: Shout out to JM for taking that on and doing it, and surprising. She took us it with on, it
2: and...
1: she'll be gone in a day or two. <laughs> Oh, It's a take on me joke. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Emily like, just did the happening? thing where she moved her glasses out of the way so she could facepalm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it's such a facepalm. Well, it is a facepalm. Yeah, I was going to say, it. you're doing it again. <laughs> and I'm rubbing my eyes. I know I had to do it so that I could like describe it. That doesn't make sense, but it makes sense to me.
1: That's all that matters.
0: So yeah, Happy New Year. We're back. Mm -hmm. And I'm very excited to chat with you. Mm -hmm. You, Sherrick, and you, the listener. And yeah, but before we we get to our main topic, uh, Sherrick, how's your
1: week been? You know, things have been great. Blue is being uh, a little stinko dinko, but in a good way. Like, we love her dearly. She's just, like, she's coming into her own a bit.
0: Mm-hmm. Testing her boundaries.
1: Testing her boundaries still, but, like, in both ways. In good ways and, and in bad. Yeah. So, like, for instance, like, she tested Steph today. Because Steph was uh trying to get her to do PAW, which she picked up very, very quickly. I had mm. nothing to do with it. That was a Steph and Blue exclusive mm-hmm. company joint. And wouldn't do it. Just, like, wouldn't do it. And uh Steph was like, I hate when she doesn't listen to me. And I was like, well, you have to remind her that, like, good things happen when she listens to you. You know, Ooh. I feel like. So, like, I grabbed, like, a, just a little pinch of dried, freeze-dried chicken. And all of a sudden she was like, oh, the paw thing. Yeah, I remember that. I can do that easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, yeah. it was funny. Just funny. But, yeah, no, good times. We made it to 2023 and no major incidents have happened. So now it's just like we're just kind of just transitioning back into like normal life now that like, Mm -hmm. you know, the the, the holiday season is over. We got some Mm -hmm. nice things. I got stuff, a creature grabber
2: for Christmas.
1: So it looks like so, you know, like those... um. Those things that they, they market for, like, everyday people to use, but really it's for people who have, like, issues grabbing things from high shelves, like those grabber mm-hmm, things. Mm-hmm. So it's like that, but it's, like, these, like, clear tubes. Okay. And it's, they've got little ridges on them. So you can grab, like, a spider or something off the wall. Oh. And it holds the spider in place so it can't get out. Uh-huh. And then you can take it outside or, like, or, oh. or if you—I don't, I don't condone this— Or if you're that kind of person, you can like toss it in the toilet or something like that. You know what I mean? Like you can essentially you don't have to like run and get the vacuum anytime you see a spider hanging out like on your wall or something Mm -hmm. like that. So it was really cheap. It was on Amazon. And she went from "Uh, thank you, I guess, to I used it. It was great. (laughs) (laughs) In like the span of a week. So,
0: yeah. Interesting.
1: Hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I got her that. And. Uh, also a a mug that I'm sure she's shown off on on her socials that has Blue's face on it. She hasn't. Okay, so I got her two blue-themed gifts.
0: Yeah, I've seen the ornament.
1: I got her the ornament painted uh, by my dear friend Joe Newell. Shout out to him. And the mug. And I was like, she's going to love the mug because the mug is going to arrive by the time to be there for Christmas. And she was just like, oh, thank you. And I was just like, I thought you were in love. (laughs) I thought she was going to like do a backflip, but no. (laughs) So to hear that she hasn't been showing it up. All right. That's fair. She still loves the, she still loves the ornament. So that's all that matters is that she, she's happy about that. So yeah. Good times all around. What about you, Amelia? How's, how's your weeks?
0: Yeah, it's been all right. My parents came to visit for a couple weeks and it was nice to see them. And we had a pretty chill chill christmas got together with some extended family on christmas eve which was nice and yeah but otherwise it's been pretty chill it's been some nice time off i've gotten i guess an extra day a week off the last couple of weeks because of mm-hmm. holidays and but yeah i'm kind of ready to just be like back to normal i guess just cuz i i like routine even though time off is really nice So, so yeah, I'm sort of ready to to be back to normal. But, but yeah, it's been been good. Awesome. Yeah. Me and my parents stopped giving Christmas gifts a long time ago. So I didn't really I don't really have any gifts to show off or (laughs) talk about giving. But, yeah, we decided that time together was what we wanted more than spending our money on trying to find something for each other. Particularly because my parents just buy stuff when they want it. And I kind of do too. So,
2: (laughs) yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: So, yeah. But, but yeah. Yeah. It's been a good, good end of the year. And uh, looking forward to what's next.
1: Speaking of what next, I think you have a lovely uh, thing that you would like to show me.
0: Yeah. It's time for people on the internet may make you afraid or make you want to blow them up with a grenade. Instead, let's make lemons into lemonade. This is the part of the podcast where I find something that takes maybe a bad situation and makes it just slightly better. So go ahead and, and click that link, Sherrick.
1: Will do. I'm doing it now. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: i should have saved this for you laugh you lose share got to get up out of his chair and now he's bending over it
2: <laughs> because he's laughing so hard. <laughs> oh help that hurts <laughs> 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 oh, her oh, help! <laughs> this motherfucker! <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, he screen mirrored while they were. By the way, that's kind of like what that TV I was telling you before we started looks like. Mm, okay, because it like you can see it. Just looks like a frame on the wall, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's a screen, mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm out of toilet paper, please help the close one.
0: <laughs> yes. So yeah, while watching a movie, all of a sudden dad's I is that, I think that's what it said <laughs> cell phone screen just shows up on the TV being screen mirrored and uh, to convey a message, Hey, I'm out of toilet paper, can somebody go get me some? <laughs> Which just, like, we've all been there, right? Like, we've all been there, been in Uh, a bathroom, uh, out of toilet paper, uh, and being stuck. (laughs) And that is just a genius way to alert somebody in the house, hey, I need some help over
1: here. (laughs) It's so good, especially because, like, if you text somebody, they probably aren't going to be looking at their phone. So you're just going to be sitting there being like, did they see the text? Cause like, cause like some people don't have the lovely iPhone or Android feature yet where it says, Hey, this, this has been seen. So you can tell that they're ignoring you. So like to just be like, no, I'm gonna make sure everybody knows I need help. Like mm-hmm. I'm interrupting movie times. So you yep. can see, yep. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's genius. That- that and is so hilarious. funny, but I will tell you, that is like one of my greatest fears. So like, I will check, like, especially if I'm in public, I will check. I'll be like, Oh, this stall does not have a lot of toilet paper. Nope. Not going into that one. I'm I'm Last thing I want to do is accidentally be like, Oh, I have planned. Oh, the role is gone. And there's not a backup roll. So like, and like TMI time, if I'm in my own bathroom, I make sure that I'm at least within reach. If the roll is like a third left, like I'm like, mm-mm i will i will grab an extra roll and just be like just in case didn't need it okay back into the cabinet it goes yep. <laughs> but that's so funny yeah oh man that uh i i have a headache now that,
2: <laughs> i'm sorry but no I'm that's
1: sorry. that's funny i'm yeah. glad that you didn't save that for the the uh you laugh you lose because i would have absolutely had an issue with that yeah oh man okay all right. Well, that was a good time. Let's let's go from from hilarious, hilarious toilet humor to something <laughs> a bit more palatable for the audiences, maybe. Uh, so I'll introduce what we're talking about today. So sure. I I will tell you, I, I cannot take credit for coming up with this topic slash this amazing thing that we're talking about today. So shout out to Stephanie. I'm I'm in shout out mode at the beginning of the year. You can tell I'm feeling grateful. Because Steph uh, asked me if I would watch this documentary with her, mm-hmm. and I was like, "What it is though?" And she was like, "Oh, it's this thing about the Disney Channel." And I was like, "Okay, I like Defunct Land." For those of you who don't know, there's a YouTube channel called Defunct Land. I believe it got its start talking about amusement park rides and amusement parks that just aren't around anymore. Like mm-hmm. how they, like wh- how they started, what happened to them, like. Their highs, their lows, and where they're at today. And as the channel became popular, slash the the creator decided that they wanted to, they started covering more like tele. They have like, kind of a split called Defunct Land TV. So it talks mm-hmm. about like channels and television shows and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And the 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 one that we ended up settling on is called Disney Channel's Theme, a History Mystery. Mm-hmm. And it's it, it it's, it's much longer than most of the app, the stuff on on the Defunctland channel. Like, usually it ranges between, like, 20 to 40 minutes. Okay. So, like, for instance, there's an episode called Defunctland, the craziest party Walt Disney ever threw. Defunct TV, the history of the Muppet Show. Defunctland, the history of the Nickelodeon Hotel. Like, who that was a fan of Nickelodeon at the time didn't want to go to that hotel. Oh, like for reals. It looked like they showed it almost at the end of like everything or it was like one of the prizes that they gave away was like a stay at this hotel that had a GAC fountain and like mm-hmm. or a slime fountain rather and like all sorts of just like cool stuff so this particular documentary because that's what I'm going to call it because mm-hmm. that's what Kevin wants it to be called mm-hmm. is about an hour and 30 minutes mm-hmm. hour 31 56 if we're being technical mm-hmm. and I was like oh okay so this is going to be some shit like he mm-hmm. spent so long into this okay all right Ooh. all right then and it is essentially about the fact that no one up and uh, no one knows who did the disney channel theme that was so iconic for a lot of us growing up in the like early 2000s mm-hmm. so for those of you who like you know don't know or didn't have the disney Channel. It went through like, you know, most of your channels will go through like some sort of like branding, which includes a logo Mm -hmm. and like some sort of theme or some sort of slogan or something, Mm -hmm. you know, like to give you like, uh, I believe for a short time, Spike TV was like a network for men, Mm -hmm. you know, like. And it had like a very distinct looking logo, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Nickelodeon, if, you, you know, if you were a fan of Nickelodeon, you're probably familiar with what I'm about to say is Nick, 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 nic, Nickelodeon. <laughs> right. So like that, that is the kind of thing that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So for the Disney channel for a very long time, it, they, they were synonymous for, with two things, the wand ID and this mm-hmm. four note mnemonic. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, so you would see, Hi, I'm Hannah Montana, and you're watching Disney Channel. And then she would use this wand to create the Mickey Mouse ears. And then it was this four note thing. Mm -hmm. And no one knew who created that little four note thing. And it was Mm -hmm. interesting because it would be in different pitches or in different cadences. So it wasn't Mm -hmm. always the same every time, but like you could hear it and go, Oh, yeah, like that's what it is.
0: It was the same, like steps of notes
1: Mm, exactly because
0: it wasn't always the same notes either but it was exactly yeah yeah (laughs) if you can read music you can see like the different steps exactly note changes. yeah yeah and i like i went into this going like what the hell is this about because like Mm -hmm. at the very not very beginning but almost the beginning he talks to a few people who have been on the disney channel and is like Mm -hmm. can you can you think of the theme can you sing I guess the theme and the first couple people are like what no and then finally the third person like hums it or whatever yeah
2: mm-hmm. and then
0: I was like oh yeah because like I could not conjure it up at all and then as soon as it was hummed I was like it was like my whole teenage years just like flooded back into my head <laughs> so yeah I yeah, I, you know, and I never thought of it, like, as, like, something somebody would write. Like, you just don't think about it. It's just a thing that happens. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So this was super interesting to me. But anyway, continue.
1: No, that, that that's, I mean, that's that's a great place to kind of go into, you know, mm-hmm. into what it is. And, like, the funny thing is, is I'm trying to be like, what? I'm trying to be like, what was the 4 note thing? Because, like, when we were watching it, I knew exactly what it was. hmm So it's like, dun, 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 dun. Like, that is what it was. But, like, I was second guessing myself, which is why I was like, I paused for a second. Because it's like, what is it exactly? Yeah. So the documentary starts with him going off of, like, all these other, like, things, like the Nickelodeon one and being like, you know, Mm -hmm. this this is how this started. And then it's him going, the person that wrote the Disney Channel theme is, and pausing for a long time. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's like, the person that wrote the Disney Channel theme is. And he pauses again, and he's like, and he finally is like, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and this documentary isn't about him because it's always like him and shit. Like, you don't get to really see Kevin's face. Like, he doesn't mm-hmm. really show it. And so he's like sitting in a dark room with a, bu- you know, like, and and there's like dramatic music going around, and he's mm-hmm. like, I have no idea. And it mm-hmm. launches into him, like you said, talking, starting with some Disney Channel like alumni people who used to work for the disney channel being mm-hmm. like so do you like do you know what the theme is and mm-hmm. it's like a couple of like dudes and then this one chick who's just known by sis i think is her name like sis mm-hmm. and she got like a little standoffish with it, with kevin being like well who like it's like it, like what it's it's just the theme like who disney owns the theme and he's like well, but we don't know who wrote it and she's like yes we do and she's like He's like no actually we we have no idea like there's no credit and she's like well, no one wrote knows who wrote the Nickelodeon theme. He's like, No, actually, we do know that,
0: <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, he was you know, like, so and so wrote it, and we can know that. And she was like, Well, we can know who wrote the Disney one too. And he's like, No, we
1: can't. Nobody Man, knows. That's, that's why that's why I'm talking to you. Like yeah. <laughs> essentially. So, I mean, it doesn't focus specifically on that. Like, it does get to go, and I think this is like to the benefit of the documentary, mm-hmm. is that it branches and paths. And like mm-hmm. I was like forgetting that it was an hour and 31 minute long documentary because it's defunct land so like when he like said the bit about the mighty mighty boss tones which i was like yes mighty mighty boss tones reference in 2022 let's go (laughs) i was like oh okay because it does sound very much like the impression that i get and the funny thing is is that steph had to stop the documentary to listen to the song for a minute uh yeah no so
0: that's the thing is that apparently like Anytime this comes up, people are like, oh, they took it from this song, The Mighty,
2: the impression that I get, the
0: impression that I get, where as part of the the melody, it goes, and so it does. It sounds just like it. And at first, yeah, I thought it was going to be like, okay, so they stole it from the Mighty, Mighty Boston. Wow.
1: Because, like, the timeline and stuff would, would match. Like, the song came out before that, so, like, it wouldn't yeah. be implausible for that to be a thing.
0: And it was, like, long enough that, you, like, maybe you'd be like, oh, people don't, won't remember that we
1: took mm-hmm. it from this. <laughs> and it's such a short section of it that, like, right. unless you listen to the song and then hear it, or you're a really big Mighty Mighty Boston's fan, <laughs> that's just the impression that I would get. But... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. uh Uh, i'm chaos in 2023 apparently but yeah so like it it seems like that but it starts going down these different rabbit holes and he's talking about like the beginning of the disney channel and how it started and how it's at one time it's split into three different groups so it was like zoog disney and playhouse disney and then like it is like, a, like, I forget what the third one was, but it was essentially like.
0: Something about movies or primetime. Right.
1: It was like yeah. focused on vault. movies. Walt yeah. Disney. Vault Disney, you're correct. which yes. Haha, get it? Because the founder's name was Walt. So I did not get that ha-
0: until I said it. I didn't <laughs> get that when I watched it. Because
1: if you say Vault in a certain way, it sounds like Walt, Walt. Disney. Yes. <laughs> you have achieved the pun. Ah, 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 ah. Um, <laughs> That's just the impression that I get. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Merch so, idea. It's um. <laughs> just us saying that's the impression that we get. <laughs> and then on and the, the back, notes. it's just the, and notes? the notes. Yes. Yes. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. That's such a good song. Oh, okay, anyway. Go on, Amelia. <laughs> yeah,
0: no. I. Yeah, this goes down like a bunch of rabbit holes and like the. just. The amount of research that this person does is incredible. Just, yeah. I, like, I came out of this going, like, can I work for him? Because, like, I just want to do the research.
1: (laughs) But. It's fascinating, though, right? Yeah, no,
0: it's super fascinating the way he would, like, you know, look something up. And, yeah, because they were, like databases for like licensing theme songs and other music things and he'd like find people's names from different things and like found these outtakes from like the stars filming the wand ids Mm -hmm. which i've seen that i've seen that outtake before and then realizing like him sort of rationalizing okay like this is not funny really and like it's just kind of awkward and so like it doesn't seem like something that the disney channel would have like put out as a behind the scenes clip it looks like something that somebody like leaked or whatever and so like where Mm. did that come from and how do i find that and yeah you know and so like notice the names on the that called clapper
1: yeah, on the okay. clapperboard. Yeah, yeah. So, so
0: he, like for directors and stuff to try to find those people, mm-hmm. and like the amount but of like people that he got yeah. to interview for this documentary just by like finding them, contacting them, and then them helping him find other people is just incredible.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he starts, like Amelia said, he starts going into like other topics that are adjacent in the hopes that it will like stir up some sort of information that will get him to the end goal so he starts mm-hmm. talking about for instance one of the things that he mentions is about the through like three distinct eras of the disney chant or like one mm-hmm. of the th- not three distinct but like the distinct eras of
2: mm-hmm.
1: like you know like the playhouse disney era and then he's like i he feels like uh, he's i think he says like people agree that the most distinct era is the ribbon era like that's the most popular and he's talking just about he's not talking about programming. He's mm-hmm. talking about like bumpers and like interchannel and like co- like commercials, essentially like commercials mm-hmm. for the Disney Channel on the Disney Channel,
0: right? Because that was the thing that was so un or that was unique. a thing that was so unique about the Disney Channel is that mm-hmm. like it started as a premium cable channel like HBO that you had to pay extra for, right? And then when it eventually became part of basic cable, all of the shows were shortened to normal length tv shows which is 22 minutes usually and so they had all this time to fill that would normally be filled with commercials but they didn't want to have commercials so they filled it with commercials for disney things Mm -hmm. usually movies or shows or whatever but then they'd fill it with these other like like movie surfers like when they start talking about movie surfers which is like stars of disney channel like Learning about the movies that that Disney was creating, and mm-hmm. doing like a you know four minute little blurb about that, or fact things, or like which and
1: they, I thought was real quick. I thought that was so like Steph and I both had to pause because I was like, that's so smart to be like, oh, we're gonna do a movie, or we're gonna collaborate on a movie about fish. Let's start being like, hey, check out these cool facts about fish, yeah. so that people get into like that kind of shit and then the movie comes out and they're like oh, my son loves fish he's gonna love this film like i right. was just like "Holy yeah. this woman shit, that the he talked
0: to this woman that he talked to who like did a lot of this like branding stuff for different networks was came on disney challenge he talked about how like a year and a half before finding nemo came out they were like putting fish facts and other things about fish like in those commercial slots and so yeah it would be like oh, my son's really into fish because of these fish facts or whatever, and now this movie's coming out about fish. Isn't that coincidental? (laughs) It's just, like, on the one hand, it's almost, like, scary, but on the other hand, it's, like, so brilliant and genius from a marketing, branding Mm -hmm. standpoint.
1: And and we are definitely jumping around in this documentary, so, like... You're just gonna it's have to gonna deal happen. with that fact. So he talks about like the ribbon, like the ribbon era, which is just like this colored ribbon bouncing around like this is what's coming up next on Disney Channel. And it's like, you know, a mm-hmm. picture of Hannah Montana pops in and this and that. And,
0: mm-hmm. and then the he ribbon covers eventually becomes the the Mickey, yes, the, the Mickey
1: Mouse ears. And he talks he I mean he he goes at length about these one of like the I think one of the like the things that he spent the most time on was like researching When exactly like the Disney Channel refresh happened Mm -hmm. that became that that started implementing this four note mnemonic Mm -hmm. that he's searching for. Yeah. So like so he's like, oh, like someone like if if I go to Wikipedia, it says that like Disney Channel went through a refresh in like 2001 or 2002. And then he's like going through comments of like videos and they're like, no, uh, I actually am a historian of blah, blah, renown. And I will tell you that Disney Channel actually started doing this in this time. Mm-hmm. And He's like, OK, well, I'll start looking. And so he's like and we're like watching him,
0: Watch like YouTube. the silhouette
1: of him watching YouTube. <laughs> watching these like old, old like express yourself ads that like were going on. So you see like I think his name is Corey Massey. Yeah. And like Raven Simone and Lelane and like all of these like Disney she channel stars. Mowry. Right. Talking yeah. about how they felt one year removed or one year one year past the September eleventh attacks. Like Yeah.
0: Like okay, so I remember these express yourself like ads or whatever you want to call where they yeah they'd have disney channel stars sitting around talking about like because he shows other clips of these from later where it's Uh like oh yeah i love food and like oh this is what i do with my friends on the weekend to like Uh show you like hey the stars on disney channel are kids just like you or whatever and that like express yourself and don't like be who you are and Mm -hmm. you know all that
1: which is, like, a great yes. way to get kids to remember this stuff because they're like, oh, these people that I'm watching, like, are just like me. Right. You know? and, and
0: one of the people that he talks to, I can't remember who it was, was talking about, like, as a, as a teenager, they would read, like, Teen Beat and Tiger Beat and stuff like yes. in the 70s. And uh-huh. how, like, there'd be these articles that'd be like, oh, yeah, Sean Cassidy loves his favorite food is is pasta and his yeah. favorite color is orange or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. and she's like it's probably made up but we had that stuff all the time and so i was thinking like this is that like this yeah. is that for Absolutely. a new generation which of, is like yeah
1: which is that i mean that's what like twitter was for a very long time it's like mm-hmm. you can go and see this person that you enjoy their content this influencer mm-hmm. and you get to know like it's a parasocial relationship like yeah. you get to know them on a more intimate level you feel like you could be like oh, this person's not this, like, larger-than-life, crazy, unattainable thing. Like, mm-hmm. he has issues with his math homework just like I do. You know, mm-hmm. like, stuff that's that just, like... Go ahead. Yeah,
0: that's kind of been Disney's whole thing forever. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you think about, like, the original Mickey Mouse Club and stuff. The whole point was, like, these kids were just like you. And so, yeah, so this was a brilliant way for Disney to, like, update it and bring it to... To 2001, 2002, right? Whatever. And yeah, they, but they show these like very first express yourself commercials, and it's them talking about how they feel about a year after 9 11. And it was just like, oh God, it was so oh, cringy. Sh-
1: yeah. <laughs> Cause it's like these kids who like have to talk about this very grown up series. Like, like yeah. it's like, it's like T and Tamara Maui who do a fun show about how they were switched at like they they were separated <laughs> at birth and then they're just like, "Oh, by the way, we have real feelings about this awful terrorist attack that happened." And it's like, "Yeah, I bet." Like it, you know, like mm-hmm. it affected all of us, but like it's just a little weird for you to be like cuz right. it, it feels like they they're kind of just like unsure what to say so they're just kind of like making shit up like it doesn't mm-hmm. i'm not accusing them of that but it feels it has that energy of like mm-hmm. they're like like i don't know like it was awful like what else do we really have to say right. about this right yeah
0: it was like a lot of like oh it was really awful but it really brought the country together and like uh-huh. this nice stuff my favorite one though was spencer breslin going yes, like yes would favorites. talk to me last year it was
1: all i was talking talking about <laughs> Man's personality was September 11th. That's it.
0: (laughs) Which, like, how old is Spencer Breslin at that time? Like, 13 or something? Like, that's your whole, like, all you talked about for months afterwards was 9-11? He's
1: he's 30 right now, by the way.
0: Okay, so not even. He would have been, like, 9 or something.
1: He was born in 1992. I have to look this up.
0: I have to look this up because I got to know. He was born in
1: 1992.
0: I was a sophomore in high school when 9-11 happened. I was 15 and didn't know what the fuck to
1: know. Right. Like
0: I, Oh my God. So him being like, that's all I can talk about. And I was like, Jesus Christ. You, you want to
1: know something that'll make you feel older than the fact that he is, he is 30 years old.
0: Mm.
1: He's 30 years old and he's been divorced.
0: Oh God.
1: <laughs> Which like, I'm not shitting on him for getting divorced, but like that just feels like a thing that like doesn't happen to somebody that young, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he was I thought he was younger than uh, his sister. No. He's older for sure cuz she's older. only 26.
0: Yeah. So yeah, he would have been 9 years old when 9/11 happened. So, yeah, 9-year-old kid just like this is my whole personality is talking about 9/11. Although to be Wait. fair, he was born in New York, so
1: Which makes sense. But again, it's like it's like he was like, oh, well, I I was sitting there and I was listening to everyone else talk about it. So, like, what can I because I do this sometimes, like especially like when I was in class, it's like, well, I don't want to just regurgitate everyone else's opinion when someone calls on it. So it's like, Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, well, somebody said this. I can't talk about that. What do I say? So it felt very much like in for me to relate just being like he was like, "Uh, I'll just talk about how like. That was all I could think about for a year. You know? Like it just felt he was just like, I'll just say that because it'll be something different. Right. Or like someone maybe led right. him into saying that. And right. they were like, That's the take. That's the one we'll use, you know? Yep. Like
0: <laughs> My favorite part or oh, Spencer President that that ultra
1: patriot, like. <laughs>
0: but my other favorite part is that we watch a clip of Lilane who played Miranda on uh, Lizzie McGuire, say the positive thing about nine eleven and then Kevin the documentarian like stops the video at that point because yeah. he's like we get the point like we get yeah. we I don't need to watch this whole thing or whatever. So it's just like this hanging clip of her going the positive thing about 9-11. It's
1: just like a whoops <laughs>
0: which I a hundred bucks says that it was like it brought us together some uh-huh. bullshit like that or whatever but it just like as a as a clip on its own it's just like whoa well Lane please <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh...
1: You're, scar- You're scaring the children,
0: Laleen. Please. <laughs> Next day's headline: Laleen part of Al Qaeda.
1: No, these are jokes. These are jokes. We're not accusing Laleen, who is still active, as far as we know. Yes, wonderful person, as far as I know. I, whatever. But yeah, but I mean, it's it's fun in that it not not what she said, but like the the documentary is fun in that like. It feels it like there are points in which it is very serious and it is very much documentary. And mm-hmm. there are parts where it's just like an exasperated man who is just trying to reach this goal. Mm-hmm. Just like being like, Okay, okay, we get it. Like, I can't believe we had so many clips about these Disney Channel stars talking about 9-11. Like he <laughs> literally puts his head down on a desk at one point. You're just like, This is funny. Like
0: Yeah. 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 No, it's just like <sighs> I mean, I loved this and I'm, I love talking about it, but, um, but also it's like, you have to just watch it because like, I can tell you all about it, but you just kind of like have to see it to understand. I feel Mm -hmm. like, but just the way that like, yeah, he puts it all together and the amount of work he does and just the amount of nostalgia that's packed into it, but also, I don't know. It just like the amount of information that he packs into it. And then it also is just like, yeah, at different points, you're kind of like, this is a lot of effort to figure out who wrote a four note thing. Mm -hmm. Like it, it feels almost ludicrous that he's doing this Mm -hmm. a little bit, but he, he does it so well that you're just like, okay, yeah, sure. Let's figure this out.
1: Right. You can, you can feel how important it is. For him to figure out this mystery. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't feel like he was bored on a Saturday and was like, I need to make content. What can I make content about? Right. Like, it was like a thing that he was just like, no, I want to understand who did this because it is such like I'm sure that there are people like that are possibly listening to this podcast that heard us talk about that four note thing way at the beginning and when, and when I went, dun, 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 like, they were just like, oh, I remember that. And like, mm-hmm. to, to okay, and this is like, I think we'll probably kind of start gravitating towards the end of the documentary at this point. So like, mm-hmm. if you really are like, oh, I want to know, do we find out who wrote it? Yes, we do.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But like, if you want to find out for yourself and watch the documentary, here's your chance to stop. Like,
2: mm-hmm.
1: so he he just talks about how like, at first it feels like, Oh, it's just a four note thing. Like, cause he talks to all these different composers and stuff who like have spent years learning music. And then like, he's like, is it really fair to them to just be known for this like stupid thing that they wrote for like a a corporate entity? Like as like a, you know, as a, uh, you know, like, is it really fair to, to these people? I felt like not putting out this video because I was like, well, does this person really just want to be known for the let's watch a Disney channel movie? Like, do they really want mm-hmm. to be known for that? But he was like, but that reaches so many people. And in in that silly song, because they 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 do end up talking, Kevin does end up talking to the person who wrote that. And he asked them the question, like, how did you come up with the lyrics? And he's like, well, what were the lyrics? Let's watch a Disney channel movie. Let's, yeah. let's watch a Disney channel movie. Like, that's it. Right. So like, but he's like, you know, the the amount of nostalgia and pockets of time that sit in just these things that can bring people back to remembering mm-hmm. like sitting and watching a decom, a Disney Channel original movie, like mm-hmm. with their their parents or their siblings, and it just brings them back to a time that they maybe forgot about, you know. Mm-hmm. And He's like, well, what better way can you get remembered for something like that mm-hmm. that touched so many people and brings so many positive emotions? And mm-hmm. so, like, he talks about, like, you know, there are a couple of times where he's like, I, this, I, I've got to I've got to, you know, think about this, you know, thing. And, OK, this this is the way that I've got to be able to figure it out. And then he hits a dead end. and He's like, mm-hmm. I, that's it. I have no idea. I have no idea how again. else to, yeah, where to go yeah. from here. And then like we talked about earlier, he's like, oh, wait, the out, the outtakes. Like Disney didn't put those out. So somebody had to put them out. Mm-hmm. Somebody had to get a hold of them. And there's a part where like the clapperboard shows a name that just says G. Owen. And so he's like, I thought of so many different people because he had no confirmation that the person that walks past the screen in a different clip was him or not. So he's mm-hmm. like, I thought of like all these different names and nothing shows up. Mm -hmm. And so finally he gets like that and he's like, oh, it comes from this like production house. And so he's talking to people from this production house and that production house. And the funny thing is, is that he actually stumbles on the answer, but he has no proof that it could have been him. Mm -hmm. So he's like, well, it could be this person. But it says that, you know, like they're not really available. So that's kind of a dead end there. So I'm going to keep going around. And so he's talking to people. And finding out, like, you know, because a lot of these people are kind of scattered to the winds, like the companies Mm -hmm. that they worked for at the time don't exist anymore. Right. And he's like, did you write it? And he's like, no, I didn't. The guy's like, no, I didn't write it. And he's like, come on. Like, you were my last hope. And he's like, you have any idea who could? Nope. Nope. No idea. We just kind of wrote Mm -hmm. the stuff and we moved on. Yeah. We were
0: given that and told to write up to it or whatever. Right.
1: Yeah, they were basically just handed. Here's the four note mnemonic that this has to end with, and you can put it in different cadences or whatever. Mm -hmm. But and not and and so towards the end of the documentary, you're seeing a bunch of people like having reminiscent moments Mm -hmm. about this stuff. He's like, "Oh, these people are like, oh yeah, I wrote this thing, and like it's Mm -hmm. superimposed with the actual like bumper that's happening. Like, oh Mm -hmm. yeah, I wrote this thing where like this bug is climbing on a window, or this person, yeah."
0: I loved that part where he was talking to one of the, like, composers for those, like, bumpers and stuff, and was like, can I show you the, like, can you tell me if you wrote any of these? And he'd, like, show them to this guy, and he'd be like, oh, yep, that's me. Yep, that one's me too. Yep, I wrote that one. And, like, yeah, it was just insane. And and I think, too, like, like you were kind of saying, like, do you want to be remembered for this or whatever, like? silly bumpers or ads or you know for the disney channel or whatever Mm -hmm. but it was so interesting to see these different composers and brand like the woman who who did like a lot of the branding and ideas for that and like just all these different people that worked on essentially the content between the shows uh and and say like you Mm -hmm. know you're a classically trained musician and you're writing bumpers for the Disney channel. Like mm-hmm. what does that mean to you and whatever? And I don't know about you, but like I sort of expected them to be like, yeah, whatever. Just, you know, it was something I did or it paid the bills or, you know, like something, but they're like, so happy about it. Like they were yeah. just like, I had forgotten about writing all of those. And like, that was so fun or just like, yeah, they all can... seem to take a lot of passion in their work. And so, yeah, so the idea of like, do you want to be remembered for that like little thing is like, sure, you know, like it's a part of my body of work and I'm proud of my body of work. And, you know, like I had a lot of fun doing it. And, you know, so,
1: yeah, I 100% agree. And I think that that's like, I'm going to be selfish for a second and, and start doing that a little bit more in 2023. As an actor, I feel like a lot of people ask me like when they find out, they're like, Oh, so you want to be like on Broadway. And I'm like that, that is not necessary. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it would be nice. I would love it personally because I love performing and I love what I do. And I would love to get that level of like high recognition, but to be remembered for something is such a gift that like, I don't need, like, it's funny that I say I'm being selfish and talking about me, but like, I'm being unselfish (laughs) and that like, I don't need something huge. So like, Mm-hmm. My answer whenever people are like, so what is your goal? I was like, I would love to be, like, a supporting character on a sitcom. I don't need to be the main character, like... And I was I was actually telling somebody over uh, that I, I was getting to know over a, a Christmas gathering. I was like, I got to do... I got to be Donkey and Shrek. And I mm-hmm. love the fuck out of that. I don't need to be Shrek. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have the pipes for it. Like, that's just... Like, mm-hmm. my voice isn't really suited for those songs. But, like, to... Like, Donkey is not the main character, but he's one of the most recognizable characters in all of that universe, if you will. And that's great. Like, that to me, that's great. To be, Mm -hmm. like, known for something, I think, is so great. And it really kind of affirmed that perspective watching this documentary because Mm -hmm. these people, like you mentioned are just like, I just loved getting to do that. That was so like, I had a fun, I got to meet some people and, and now like my work still lives on like people like you were just like searching me out for this kind of stuff, you know?
2: Mm -hmm. So I thought
1: that was really cool.
0: Yeah. And this sort of idea of like, if my work can bring joy to one person or if my work can like, help some just one person or whatever that's great that's amazing and yeah I I think sometimes it's really easy to get caught up in like I don't have enough listeners or viewers or like my reach isn't wide enough or you know I'm not well known enough or you know whatever it is as a creator of any kind Mm -hmm. but Like remembering that, that, like, yeah, I mean, of course, it's cool if 10 people get something out of it rather than one or a hundred or a thousand or, you know, whatever it is. That's awesome. But at the same time, like, if you're not doing it for the one, if you're not doing it for yourself, like, then, you know, kind of what's, what are you getting? What is the point? And so I think, like, yeah, that was sort of a good reminder of, Of like yeah it nobody knows the these names but people know their work and is it important to know your name is it important to know your work and like the joy that it brought so many people and just the joy that like just watching this documentary and like having all these nostalgic feelings come at me just by like hearing and seeing these bumpers not mm-hmm. even the shows, but just these bumpers. Yeah. Like, yeah, it it brought me so much joy at the time and has brought me so much joy just, like, being reminded of it that it, yeah, It it's like their work was not stupid or trite. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, at the beginning, talking about how, like, I couldn't and some of these Disney Channel alums couldn't remember what the four note mnemonic was. Mm -hmm. just in some ways is kind of the point like it's supposed to be important and iconic but it's also not supposed to like take too much attention because it's a bumper it's just supposed to like be there to show you like this is the channel that you're watching and before a show starts like bumpers are there to like, if something goes wrong with commercials or whatever, that it doesn't impede on the show. So mm-hmm. like, it's meant to be a little bit like unmemorable, I guess. But but then being reminded of it, you're like, oh yeah, I remember that. It's so great.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in fact, like uh, I think Sis at one point says, like Disney owns it, so for all intents and purposes, Disney wrote the Disney Channel theme, and it's like, but that's not. Yeah, that's that. That's true. And that was right. the point. That, that is a point. But like it is important to find out who this person was because they did such a, an iconic thing. Yeah. And so to get to get truly deep into the spoilers, we find out that a person that Kevin stumbled upon the name of that had passed away actually was the person that wrote it. And he wrote it in like an afternoon, like they, think. which like they think. Yeah. But yep. like. They, I mean, they get to talk to and his name is Alice uh, Lassarenko and they they get to talk to his sister Lisa and a bunch of people that know him. And like the funny thing or the sad thing, I guess, about it is, is like he was such like a no attention on me person that like that Kevin could only find literally one photo of this man. Yeah. And they talked to all these people and they're like, yeah, we don't have photos of him. Like anytime a camera would come out, he'd just be like, no, no, no. Like he would just like shy mm-hmm. away from the camera and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so like. And in a a touch that I thought was so cool, because I remember early on in the documentary, Steph was like, there's a lot of dramatic music playing throughout this documentary. Kevin revealed he's like he's talking to the camera and he's talking about how like he like wished that he could like make Alex's work more known. And then he reveals that like he doesn't have to because he's put Alex Lazarenko's songs throughout the entirety of this documentary. He's like, you've been listening to them the whole time. Right. And and so it goes to like this cool tunnel of televisions that just show like all these titles of songs that he's written. Mm -hmm. And it's it's I was just like, this is so, so good.
0: Yeah, I was blown away by that part because I hadn't I mean, I'd sort of noticed that there was like orchestral music happening throughout a lot of the documentary. But that's not unusual. And yeah, it was kind of dramatic, but it worked for the it it worked because there were A lot of serious stuff in the documentary, but also there was also a lot of like, we're making this silly thing serious. So it like kind of worked from a like a satire or a parody kind of Mm -hmm. perspective as well. But I didn't think too much of it. And then, yeah, at the end, he was kind of like, like when he was talking about like, you know, this person is no longer here. I can't talk to this person. So do I want to sort of like, out this person as the creator of this four note mnemonic that is arguably their most recognizable work
2: mm-hmm.
0: and you know like would I wanna be known for just like a tiny thing like that or a silly thing like that or however you wanna classify it, or would I wanna be known for like my full body of work and and that sort of thing and and so so he, he says, you know, like, I could put in, I could introduce people watching this to his other music, but I don't have to because I already have. And I just mm-hmm. was like, what? <laughs> I was just like, you're a genius. Like, mm-hmm. you're a genius. Yeah. Like, that was so smart to do and not reveal to the end. And just like, Yeah. That yeah. that just made it yeah. so great, and I think too. Like as he was talking about that, he was talking about like I am known as a content creator on YouTube. I make videos on YouTube, but this is a documentary. Like I wish this was called a documentary. I wish this was called a film. I wish I was called a filmmaker and not a content creator on YouTube, mm-hmm. or at least for this. Maybe not. I, yeah, whatever. And I was like, it is. Like, this is a documentary. This is as good as a lot of documentaries I've seen on Discovery Channel or Netflix or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so, like, you are a filmmaker. because And there were times throughout it that I was just like, this guy is really good at this. Like, this Mm -hmm. is really good for YouTube. And that's not to say that, like everything on YouTube is amateur or whatever, but that's kind of the beauty of YouTube is that it it can be it's as, kind of as amateurish or as professional as you yeah. can or want it to be. Mm-hmm. And so so yeah, it was definitely on that end of very professional seeming and and well done and just props to him. He yeah i the, i would love it if he got like a a job as a, a documentarian of some kind but you know what there's nothing wrong with doing it on youtube either um and i, I, in I think fact, that's I would, sort of what he i would argue it's probably
1: better of. for him to do it on youtube because he gets yeah. the control and stuff that right. like he wants and he gets to make the stuff that he wants i think that he should definitely get some sort of like patron to like pay him or like put these on you know like someone someone in the comments said this needs to be submitted to a film festival and I could not agree more like same it's just so well done it's so well thought out and I think that Mm -hmm. that is what I love YouTube and Twitch for in that it just brings it brings this idea that I think used to exist when we were growing up and that you had to get noticed by Hollywood in order to make something mm-hmm. that you wanted to make. Like you could make a home movie in your backyard, but unless like, you know, someone was submitting it to a film festival on your behalf or something, like if you, unless you knew somebody who knew somebody, et mm-hmm. cetera, et cetera, like your work would not be enjoyed by a broader audience. Right. And, and so to be able to say, well, I'm going to be able to put this up. Mm mm-hmm so that it can be enjoyed. And I made the Mm -hmm. thing that I wanted to make with the resources that I have, Mm -hmm. I think is, is really, really great. Mm -hmm. So I I just think that like, cause I don't know off the top of my head, how many subscribers he has at present, but I feel Mm -hmm. like that number should be tripled at best, you know, like at worst, excuse me, Um, check fact checking. He is just shy of, uh, well, he's just, excuse me, just over, 1.5 1.5 million subscribers, gotcha. and and yeah, I he hope needs more than that. I hope I hope I hope that he gets more. As yeah. a side note, like I mentioned earlier, he has uh, uh you know a, a playlist on his his uh channel called Defunct TV. Things like the history of the legends of the hidden temple are on there. The mm-hmm. Bear in the Big Blue House, mm-hmm. the Wubbulous World of Dr. Seuss, Between the Lions. Mm-hmm. The history of Welcome to Pooh Corner, Gullah Gullah Island. Like I could keep going, obviously, but like yeah. so many of these television shows and stuff, like behind mm-hmm. it, you know, are are thought. He's even got a whole thing on. He's got a six-part series talking about Jim Henson and the Muppets. Like, you know, awesome. it's 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 incredible, incredible stuff that, that is on his channel. So like mm-hmm. I highly recommend that if you don't already watch you should at least give it a, a, a look because mm-hmm. i really think that there's something odd. like steph and i watched the other night he he put out a video about the 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 bizarre garfield dark ride because apparently there was there was a thought to get garfield the cat his own theme park and theme park ride mm,
2: okay
1: and i think amelia you would probably find that one pretty funny it's just yeah. over a half an hour long
0: okay yeah, I definitely oh, I... think there's a lot on his channel that I would be really interested in. And it's it's funny because I at the beginning you were like, I give Steph credit for this because she wanted to watch this, this documentary. Mm-hmm. But she and I were chatting online at the time and was like, oh, I got I I got to go. I'm sure and I are going to watch this thing. And I was like, oh, yeah, I feel like I've heard of defunct land. And then I was like, I think it's on our list of ideas for the podcast.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's been on our list of ideas for the podcast for a long time. And so when so when she said she was going to watch that, I was like, oh, interesting. Like, we've talked about doing that on the podcast. And then afterwards, she was like, oh, my God, it was amazing. You should watch it. And I was like, oh, maybe I should watch it and we should do it for the podcast. And then you and I were talking and. Talking about recording, and you were like, "Hey, do you want to watch that for the podcast?" And I was like, "I was going to say the same thing." (laughs) So, yeah.
1: So if if it wasn't already going to be a thing, which it totally was, Mm -hmm. you can expect us to talk about more stuff that that Kevin Perger talks about on Defunct Land. So, because all of it is great, it's it's really been Mm -hmm. uh, just so interesting. Yeah, and yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much I think all I can muster other than please watch this documentary we will link it in our description yes. for this episode yeah. yeah if you like documentaries you'll love it if you like disney you'll love it if you like both of those things strap in it's going to be a great time mm-hmm. i think if you don't like it please let us know at aswaydpod on instagram or you can send us an email uh, at gmail but just by adding at gmail.com on there and we would love to know your thoughts if you loved it hated it what you would what like What you think was important? What you think was maybe not as important in that? Because I mean, to me, it felt like there was no fluff in that. Mm -hmm. Like it felt like, like I, like we mentioned, there were times where he would, he would stray from the path, so to speak, which was like, who Mm -hmm. wrote this? But it was all important, and he explained why it was important. Yep. And to have that background, I think, was very was a very good idea.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was very good. So yeah. Let us know your thoughts, and yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, I did make up a theme song for you, but this is 2023, and so that's Amelia, what the fuck is this? Woo! This is the part of the episode where I find something of wild and crazy kids for Amelia, and I don't give context, so enjoy.
2: Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this is uh a person dressed up like steve harvey <laughs> <laughs> i
1: love i love when sentences start like that
0: <laughs> start like what
1: this is the person dressed up as steve harvey oh yeah
0: <laughs> and it sounds like a clip from family feud but i'm not sure if it is or not because it's yes yeah,
1: it absolutely the... is it absolutely is family okay feud.
0: well it's pretty dirty for family feud but anyway so it's Steve Harvey asking the question, What do you want your girlfriend to do to you? And uh it's another person lip syncing to the answer, which was sit on my face. And the person dressed like Steve Harvey is like running around yelling like, Yes! And then does the
1: split. <laughs> <laughs> With the Family Feud bell. Ding!
0: Yes! Like it- <laughs> yes. Like yeah, the sound is all from Family Feud, but it's these people like mimicking it this. And it is Hilarious! I love a Steve Harvey reference imitation. Just anything, really, and it captures his essence beautifully. I loved it, (laughs) but also what the (laughs) fuck.
1: My favorite part is the like the freeze frame face that this person makes right before they do the splits.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's great. You have to check it out, listeners. Yeah, I love Steve Harvey. Anyway, <laughs> it's
1: such a good clip.
0: Oh, so good. Uh, all right. Well, I think that's about all that we have for you. So if you want to hit me up, I'm at Shake Meets World on Instagram. Pretty much it. And you can find Sherrick at A Black Sparrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch.tv, as well as SherrickRobinson.com.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, can i can find will,
0: us some merch.
1: Yeah, uh, I will probably soon enough be announcing a scheduling change. We'll see how things go on that front.
0: For Twitch. Yeah, For Twitch,
1: yes. Not for the podcast. The podcast is coming out on Fridays like it always does. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I got my reasons, but you, you, you just follow me on Twitter. I'm going to try and tweet more just because that is apparently good for Twitch. I don't really care that much otherwise, but Mm-hmm. It's, you know people tend to gravitate like we've we've mentioned people tend to gravitate to relatable people and to be a relatable person i think you know helps mm-hmm. so there is that well with that being said
0: yep thanks for joining us this week i've mm-hmm. been amelia
1: i've been sharing can tune in next week when we talk about achieving work-life balance by responding to neither personal or work, nor work emails
0: Bye. <laughs> bye